Hey guys, welcome back. Thank you so much for not giving up on me. I just decided to take the summer off or the whole year off, but who's counting? And if you're new here, welcome. Thank you so much for being here and disregard what I just said. Um, so I'm not going to give you guys too much of a long intro here because I had a guest this week and we had a pretty long conversation and it was a really great one. So if you are one of those girls or you know those girls or guys who say there are no good guys out there, there are no good people out there, then this episode is for you. This week, I am joined by Morgan Bennett. She is a blogger in the Tampa area and she talks about dating, relationships, fitness, lifestyle, anything you can think of. She is your girl for that. She's very motivational. I actually found her just on Instagram. We were following each other for a while and it was peak quarantine. And this girl was killing it in her driveway, doing the craziest workouts. And she's really fitness goals. So we started talking and we decided to do an episode together. So we really touched on how important it is to feel like your best self and to be constantly improving yourself when looking for a good partner. Some of this advice might be really hard to take because we take a look at how most people are not meeting their own expectations when it comes to finding their perfect match. So for example, I'll give you a little sneak peek. Let's say you want to find somebody who has a really great job and they have a really healthy lifestyle, but you are living a life that's not healthy, you're not really career focused, then you can't complain about not finding a good match for you to date, right? So we get into all the details of that. Morgan shares her tips and tricks. And yeah, it was a really good conversation. So before this episode, I want you guys to pause the podcast, go to Instagram, make sure that you're following me, can't get a text back. And I also want you to visit my website, can'tgetatextback.com. I'll be doing some small blogs on there and you can sign up to join my newsletter so that I can let you know when I have new blog posts available. So without further ado, here is Morgan. All right, guys. So I am here with Morgan Bennett from the Relatable Red blog. Thank you so much for being on my podcast today. Thank you so much for inviting me. I'm so excited. Yay. So we had some technical difficulties because both of us have never worked in an office before. I've said this before. I don't know how to use Zoom. I haven't even worked since March at all. Like no job, like haven't worked at all. So this to me makes me feel very productive to be doing a podcast with you today so yeah me too actually I've been looking forward to it because I'm like this is on my list of things I want to do so I'm excited I'm so excited so um this is particularly fun for me because the the most fun that I've had so far podcasting has been doing shows with friends that I've made online you know it's right yeah, like we've just, we, we've found each other on Instagram. We've been following each other for a few months. And I'm like, oh my God, she's my friend that I've never met before. And I love that. <laughs> right, I know. I like, I can't even lie, but it's your um, your handle, like totally hooked me right away. Like can't get a text back. I thought it was so funny. And then like, I really like relationships. Like I'm in a happy, like I, I got married this year. I'm in a happy yeah. relationship. But I feel like there's like nothing more like fun or interesting than talking about relationships and like, relationships I've been in like things that our friends have been in things that I've learned so I was like yes follow and then once you're like get to be like social media friends you're like hey girl what's up you know yeah 
I love it. And I I just feel like no matter what stage you are in, in your life, as far as dating or in a relationship, the biggest thing, like I would say top three things that girls like to talk about is relationships, like, and dating, no matter what stage that you're at. And it's so funny with, with the username thing, like you were saying, I've gotten so many people just DM me and be like, your username is so funny. And I'm like, of course I chose that username and I literally met Joe like the week that I chose the username and I thought that I was going to do this like single girl blog and I was going to like talk about dating and I'm like nope literally just that was it but that's so funny because I like looked at your Instagram and like it wasn't long before I realized you were dating somebody and I was like "Hmm, I wonder if this started before that it's funny and people are I like pretend that I didn't have a boyfriend for a year he's like yeah pretend that you don't have a boyfriend if guys dm you like use it as a story like he was so about it which is hilarious and then of course when I started posting pictures you know people make jokes they're like I thought you couldn't get a text back I'm like what was I supposed to like not talk to a guy for the rest of my life to uphold uphold, like the integrity of the the Instagram handle right seriously like y'all mind your business like let me be (laughs) yeah so, um, yeah, it is very exciting for me to be able to do this. And I've said this before. I, I don't know if on another podcast I was talking to somebody. I'm like, people that I meet online, and it's probably because we are trying, we have very similar goals in mind where we want to grow a platform. We support each other probably more than like some friends support each other. <laughs> because right. Like right outside your circle because they, they know how hard it is. Like, yeah. I, I don't love saying like content creating, but like, yeah whatever whoever you want to be blogging instagramming youtube videos whatever it's like creators know how hard it is and how like nervous nerve-wracking it can be to like put like put content out there so I feel like girls especially are like yay go you you're doing great just you know like that's how I feel yeah definitely like but I'll notice with some people that I follow that you know are like fellow like blogger friends or, or whatever on Instagram like I'll see their stories and then be like oh I haven't liked one of their pictures in a while I should probably click on and like like a bunch of pictures you know yes, me too. How much it matters like the littlest things yeah. really do matter um but for the audience what got me kind of I feel you know there's been a lot of friends that I've made on Instagram I follow a lot of random people who follow me back and I don't talk to them but for you it was the fitness goals I, oh, you're so sweet. <laughs> I think I probably started following you like right before or right after you got married. So this is like very, very beginning quarantine, right? When did mm-hmm. you get married? We actually got, so I'm in Florida. Um, so right. I don't know when your, your official shutdown started, but ours started on March 23rd. Yes. Um, that was the Monday after my wedding. So the whole week okay. leading up to my wedding was basically panic. Like for sure it's going to be canceled. Yeah. And we got really, really lucky. So really lucky. You got really lucky. So yeah, for us, it started like the week before that where things started to shut down. But I remember I started following you around that time. Congratulations, by the way. Thank you. Yeah, I started following you around that time. And I remember just DMing you, like, like responding back to one of your stories and being like, oh my God, you're really motivating me to like work out today. <laughs> oh yeah, I think that's when we started like really talking a lot yeah. um, or like more often in relation to stories was like in quarantine because I I remember like, I don't want to say complaining, but I had like, because most of quarantine I maintained like pretty well because I work from home anyway. So my life didn't change like that dramatically, but I had like a few days where I was like, I, I hate this. And yeah. like, like, you know, from following me like going to the gym is a big deal to me it's like mental clarity and stuff and when I couldn't go I was like oh my god this freaking sucks so we had talked about that and I just was like oh yeah this is this is a friend so I think that's when we like really hit it off but I think we were following each other before March yeah um, just like a little before we got married 
Yeah. And then we became quarantine friends. So <laughs> yeah. it, it was one of the things that I, it, it was so funny. Like I looked forward to seeing your, your videos on your stories every day of you just like working out in this little space outside, figuring out how to do like a killer workout. And I was like, she's so upset that she can't go to the gym and like that workout would kill, like I would die. <laughs> <laughs> right. The driveway workouts. Yeah. I made some neighbors with that too. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. So that's, you know, you should go and follow Morgan so you can see her workouts because no, you really, your, your fitness goals. So we became friends from that. And then I noticed that on your blog, you do some of what you talk about is relationships. I know that you are more focused on like fitness and lifestyle, but you incorporate the relationships in there. And I think that a lot of girls, how old are you? If you don't mind me asking, I think you're a little younger than me. Yes, I am. I will be 25 this Friday. So, oh my God, September 25th, whenever this post. Yeah. (laughs) So, yeah, I'll be 30 this year. But, like, I I feel like girls who are in like late, like late 20s to, to like mid 30s, relationship advice from people who are in relationships is like, I feel like the early, like younger, earlier twenties, like even, I don't know, late teens, they, they, they like getting their advice more from like a call her daddy standpoint, which is fine. I know what you mean. It's fine. It's fun. Right. Um, but then like, as you get older, you're like, no, I need advice from people who, you know, seem to be getting it right. So I right, who've actually done it. Appeal, um, why people would want to read your blog and, and kind of, you know, get to know you and take pointers from you because you are, to, to some people what what you have is is what they're they want for their future so right um, yeah I I love talking about relationships on the blog I I don't know if you feel like this I think you probably would agree it's hard I would like probably write even more relationship related blogs and like potentially podcasts in the future and things but sometimes it feels I don't want to call it imposter syndrome but like yes I'm in like such a great relationship I am like married to my best friend it is amazing but like life's hard. I don't want to act like I know everything about relationships. I've been married for six months. Like, it's not like I'm such a pro, but it doesn't mean that like you don't have anything to offer that would be helpful, especially to people who are a little bit younger than us who are looking towards like yeah. long-term relationships, marriage, things like that. So yeah, I get that a hundred percent. And even like with me talking about relationships on my podcast or in an Instagram post, or if I'm even talking to a friend, because I'm it's almost like imposter syndrome and also like a weird sense of guilt where you feel very silly being like, no, really, I'm so happy. Like, please, please, please listen to my advice. I want you to have what I have. And it can come across a little like braggy. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yes, absolutely. People should be like that. If your relationship, like people are almost so focused on making fun of their relationships. Like everybody likes to poke fun at themselves. It, that's fine. Being self-deprecating is fine. It's fine to be funny, but there comes a point where I think people think it's normal to constantly like complaining about their significant other. And it's like, guess mm-hmm. what? If there's nothing to complain about, you don't have to complain. Like it's, it's okay to just, you know, love the person that you're with and want to scream it from the rooftops. Like that's okay too. So. Right. And to keep like some of that stuff private, you know, like the whole world doesn't need to know every time Matt and I like get in an argument or something like that. I just do what I can to offer any like help or lessons or tips that I've learned along the way, having been in like a crappy relationship before and a really good one now, you know, anything I can offer to be helpful. Right. Exactly. So, um, yeah, I would say let's start this new trend of just like, let's just brag. (laughs) 
let's just brag about being so happy. It's fine. <laughs> Listen, it's important to be real. Like you said, you know, like you want to be honest, you want to be real. But also some of that stuff, if you do get into an argument with your partner, unless you think that you're going to share something that somebody's really going to have a takeaway, like I don't need people to know every time I yell at Joe for like leaving socks on the floor. It's fine. Like mm-hmm. I can tell you about the happy stuff and, you know, we can get through that. Um, but what I think is important for us to talk about today and just kind of um, like what I want people to take away from today is how, you know, the the self-care, the lifestyle, even the fitness, whatever it is for self-development is so important when it comes to not only finding a relationship, but maintaining a healthy one. So I don't know if you've noticed this trend, like it's so hard because women have come such a long way. Like we're demanding so much more out of life. We're demanding so much more out of our careers. We are demanding a lot out of relationships, but there's this fine line between asking for what you actually deserve and, and then demanding what you think you deserve. So like girls are always saying there, there are no good guys out there or just in general, whatever your sexuality is, there's no good people out there to date. And it's just simply not true. Um, how do you feel about that? I think that there's a lot of this missing accountability that's taking place. Like, are you, we, you know, we, it's, it's funny because I don't think people realize like, yeah, we're both like on the East coast, but you know, sometimes demographic could be different based on where you live. Like, are you finding that with girls that you know, or, or acquaintances that you have say things like that? Yeah. I mean, um, I noticed it a lot more probably like a couple years ago and I've been kind of like a serial long-term dater type of person and all my friends or no all of my friends are older than me okay um but there's a good portion of them that were I mean most of them were all single at the same time and like we're doing that and like we were in college and stuff so they were doing the like dating um the talking to people the occasional hookups and then kind of like I don't blame them for it. I don't fault them for it, but being like, Oh man, all these guys are trash. And you're like, okay, well, like, like maybe not, like maybe it's just like where you're looking for them at, or maybe you haven't like poured into yourself to know what you like truly want out of somebody. Um, So definitely like you started to say it, like touch on your touch on it yourself. But like, um, I I don't, the best way to say it is like doing you like finding you And when you're so young and even like not so young, but like in college is such a like growing learning time. Like I shouldn't say college, like uh, young twenties or whatever that you're like learning so much about you that like you can't, I think you often don't really know what you want. And then you don't know how to like spot things that are not, I don't even want to necessarily call them red flags, although you you could definitely spot some red flags, Um, but they're red, red flags for you. So like if you are in pursuit let's say of like a happy long-term relationship or, or more serious relationship or whatever, you're going to note like these things that are not for you earlier on when you know yourself better and when you know what you want better. So like, yeah, that guy, I mean, he, he told you exactly who he was from the beginning. He showed it right away. So are all guys trash? Probably not. Like he probably just, you met him at the bar and, listen, I have, I have no, no shade on girls hooking up with guys, right. you sister, especially when we're young, but don't be upset when all of a sudden, like, he's not really interested in dating you. Like, right. okay. You know, it happens. Exactly. So, 
It's so funny because I, I know that you listen to, to some of my episodes and a lot of people, if you've listened, listened to me before, you know this, if you haven't, like most people know I met Joe in a situation that I literally thought was going to be a one night stand. However, I would never recommend somebody do that if they are looking for a long-term relationship. I am right. the rule. I am the exception. That is not how things happen. It's just not how things happen. Did it end up just working out that way? Yes, but I didn't meet Joe and like, you know, have a fling and just expect that we were going to turn into a healthy relationship. I was like, okay, that was fun. Ooh, can't believe I did that. And then it just, we ended up dating, right? But like, I'm totally right about that in the sense where, and again, nothing wrong with it. Everybody needs to do what they think is best for them. But we live in this hookup culture where girls, you know, I would say mostly girls get annoyed that they meet a guy while they're out, they go home and they, they sleep with them, hook up, fool around, whatever, whatever on the spectrum you end up doing with each other. And then they get annoyed that, the, that this guy doesn't want to date them. That doesn't mean that they're a bad guy. It means that their preference is that their long-term relationship might be with somebody that that didn't happen with. And, and that's okay. Right. Like a lot, of, a lot of preference comes into it too, you know, like, like people are not bad and, and horrible people or, or quote unquote trash because you're not their preference. Yeah. Right. They're allowed to just like not vibe with you. Like you're just not the person. Like it's, it's when you think about it, like logically, like all the people that you run into in your lifetime, all the people that you potentially date or whatever, it's, you know, you got to think more often than not, they're probably not your person. Don't be pessimistic about it. But like, it's cool. if like, you are just like, it's no bad. It's no hard feeling that you're just not the person that I'm going to marry. Like that's cool. Your claws into every person that you go on one date with and think that they're going to, they're going to be in love with you. you Right. Like so often, like, um, you get, you maybe like get upset or frustrated or feel rejected from somebody like not liking you, but like, do you like them? Like, was, do you really like them? Was that first date, like, so amazing and you're feeling rejected by somebody you thought? But even still, on a first date, I mean, like, do you know them that well? Like, probably not. That's another thing, too. I think people confuse, like, actual real feelings with their ego. It's like, no, that hurt your ego. You want everyone to love you. <laughs> right. I'm, I'm a high ego girl. I get it. But still, right. like. Uh, we, we, you want to go on a date with somebody and you kind of want them to be obsessed with you, even if you couldn't stand them. And then they don't. And you, well, you don't even like them that much. And you're convincing yourself that you're so heartbroken over it when really it's like your feelings are hurt and, and you're, you know, you're ego is bruised so right that's actually a really good point to bring up I, I just feel like when it comes to like the accountability part of it too every I feel like especially women and again if, if this is your first time listening to me I don't like to speak from other people's standpoints I am a straight woman and I talk about a lot of like heterosexual relationship dynamics but a lot of it is interchangeable right um, mm-hmm. but a lot of women will have a laundry list of things that they want in a partner and meanwhile, they can't meet those expectations themselves. So if you're like, I want a guy who has a six pack and, you know, makes six figures a year, but, you know, you have lots of credit card debt and you're not trying to excel in your career and you're eating McDonald's every day and you're not worried about your health. Like, how does that make sense? Right. Yeah, absolutely. Like, sure. You could find somebody who's like, you know, jacked or whatever, and you don't go to the gym and that person doesn't mind. That's great. Then, then, then you being a, like a gym person, let's say, isn't one of their like must have on their list, but like, you can't expect to like that. You can't expect to have that in common if if you're not doing it yourself. And that goes with so many things. 
You attract what right. you out at the end yeah. of the day. It's like, so like, would, would you say, like, for me, I know that the reason why I was able to meet Joe, even in the funny circumstances that we were in, and I was able to meet him and, and develop a, a healthy relationship was because I worked on myself. Would you say that before, your husband's name is Matt, right? Yeah. Before you guys met, like, do you feel like there were things that you were working on on yourself? Like, did you ever have this like aha moment of like, okay, this is what I need to do if I want to attract not just a healthy relationship, but just like healthier people into my life? Uh, yes and no. Okay. Um, I actually, I told Matt this when we had been talking about like leading up to the podcast or whatever. I said, I like could not agree more with um, prioritizing yourself, even being a little bit selfish, building like healthy habits, um, whatever that looks like for you, right. I'm digging into hobbies, all of these things before you pursue a relationship. In my case, um, I was not single for very long. I ended my like toxic relationship in the beginning of January and Matt and I started dating in May. So it was only like five months. Um, that being said, and I, I won't speak for all women, but I think you'd probably agree. I think you were in your relationship for a long time too. You're not off the one, right? For like a few years. A toxic relationship I was in? Yeah. Yeah, Almost five years. Yeah. Okay. Right. So I was in my toxic relationship for like five, almost five and a half. And so I think for women, we don't leave for so long because we're like, whatever we are, why we stick around for so long. I don't know, but I had been checked out for a while. Right. So like, I think that even though I wasn't single, I was in a mindset of like doing things on my own, um, finding happiness on my own outside of him because it wasn't like a happy situation. So Thankfully, in my case, I'm very, very grateful that relationship, although it was not good, it wasn't, I wasn't isolated from like my friends and my family and things. So I did still like have a lot of that time where I focused on like those relationships Mm -hmm. and myself, um, because I was doing so much on my own anyway. So when we did break up, there was um, probably, gosh, I don't know, within like two months, three months or so, an aha moment of like, obviously when you leave a bad relationship relief, but also like, I am so happy with who I am. I am so happy with the direction my life is going in. And I was not at all in pursuit of a relationship, like quite the opposite. And then, like you said, like not looking and he just, yes, I I fell into my lap. We had been friends for years, but you know, like the way it worked out. So yes, I think so. I think I subconsciously, like I wasn't intentionally doing it, but I think I was like, really um becoming a lot more independent a lot more self-focused and then it worked out that I was with Matt so yeah well it's it's really funny that you said that I'm happy that you brought that up because even it was it goes to show that really what you're describing was happening probably in your relationship for a few years was a lack of confidence that's what brings people into bad relationships I did the same exact thing so I was with somebody for four and a half years I was with them from like 18 till about 22 years old and I was not confident as soon as I got into the relationship I put on a ton of mood I was I was secluding myself from friends and family for me it was more of a controlling situation and I then start, the reason why I was able to leave and get out of it is because I started practicing yoga and meditation and doing all of these things that I was really taking care of myself. And I was developing such a level of confidence that by the time I left, I had already been working on myself and I left without a tear because I was just so relieved, like you said. So that right. does, 
sense that even if you don't have to be single to do the things that we're talking about, but it's just about like what you're doing to prepare yourself for a healthier relationship. So whether that's like you, you, these tips can even, you know, like, like we're talking about, it can even motivate you to leave a really unhealthy one, you know, just by developing a sense of confidence and, you know, just like self-appreciation, that's how you end up in, you know, a better relationship. It sounds like for you, you really kind of like got your grasp on life and then you met Matt. And for me, it was like, I developed all this, you know, happiness and and self-confidence. And then I felt like, oh my God, I just missed out on years of my life. So then I started partying a lot and drinking a lot. And I was like hanging out with all these guys and like, whatever. And then I ended up in a relationship that was just like a little bit better than that one. (laughs) And I thought it was like worlds better than the one before. Um, So like for me, I was like, then in that second relationship, that was just okay. We broke up again. I did like the partying thing, whatever. And then I went, wait a second. I don't want to date a guy who's out every night of the week drinking and at a bar. Well, I can't complain that the guy that like a nice guy doesn't want to date me when I'm going out every night of the week and like, you know, I'm out till 3am and, and all that stuff. So, you know, like I want somebody who's a little more structured, so I should be a little more structured and just like developing that self-awareness. So like whether that's happening in like, you know, while you're in a relationship that you're getting out of or while you're single, the bottom line is that it is just super important to like take care of yourself. Right? Yeah, no doubt. If I had been like, I was in college, so I was pretty young. Um, we dated from when I was like just shy of 15 okay. until I was 20. Okay. Um, so you're so, like, I was so young then. Like, of course, I wasn't pouring into myself and doing it. Like, I was barely a person. Like, I was partying, yeah. <laughs> having a blast. Like, no, like, I have no regrets on it. But, like, had I been older or had I been like pouring into myself the way that I do now with like personal development and fitness and things like that, no doubt I would not have put up with that crap for so long Mm -hmm. you know um and I don't think that I was looking back at it I don't think I was insecure or like lacked too much confidence I guess physically like like in myself but I lacked the uh like knowledge and even the life experience of being on my own I had just literally never done it I left from my parents house and we moved in together in college so like I just didn't have this this time where I was on my own. And then when we did break up, which I'd like to say, I was like, you know, like you said, like built up the confidence to leave him. Um, but he cheated and that, that sealed the deal for me, which, yeah. um, however it has to happen. Yeah. Um, Cause I'm glad I was very glad to be out of it, but I was so relieved. And then when I got out of the relationship, I was like, because I was all of a sudden, so like free and happy, my confidence level just like shot up even without having to like do all this stuff. So Yes, if I had been pouring into myself, definitely the confidence would have been better and I probably wouldn't have stayed for so long, which would be great. Right, Right. but it's also like, once once you're treating yourself a certain way, you're not going to let somebody else treat you worse than you treat yourself. Right. Like, it's just, it's not going to happen. You just accept less. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So I know that you said that as far as your fitness journey, right, that wasn't something that you got super into until you were with Matt. Yeah, um, when I was in college, like, kind of like we all do, like, I worked out very randomly until there was a party or something to go to that I wasn't going to work out anymore. Um, So it was, like, sporadic, but, um, yeah, when Matt and I got together, um, he kind of brought me into fitness a little bit because he was always, like, a consistent 
workout person, whatever, like from high school and on. So we started working out together and then I kind of like double down on it. And now I'm like more into it than him even. Um, but <laughs> <you> like, <laughs> yeah, he like, he skips the gym and I'm like, thanks. Like, you know, you'll feel so much better if you just go. Um, so yeah, so I didn't get into fitness so much until Matt and I were together for probably about a year and a half or so. Um, and then it kind of was like a switch flipped. And I just was like, I'm not gonna, I just wanted to be someone who kept their word to themselves. Yeah. So like, it wasn't like, of course, I'm not going to pretend that it wasn't like aesthetically like it was. But I also just got over the fact that I'd be like, I'm just someone who doesn't have willpower. Like I'm just someone who doesn't, I'm just never going to like the gym. And I just kind of got tired of it. And I was like, I'm going to be someone who likes the gym or I'm going to like, even if I don't like it, I'm just going right. to keep freaking doing it. So when I did that and made it like really consistent in my life, looking back at it, I fitness is not for everybody. Um, like, you know, I'm a weightlifter. Maybe that's not everybody's jam, um, but like, health in general or prioritizing yourself in any way it's like unbelievable the confidence that you gain from that and it's I told Matt yesterday when we were talking about this that like sure there's like a little bit of confidence built from like um making physique progress whatever whichever way you want your physique to go more of your confidence comes from like doing something you say you're going to do not accepting less you know what I'm saying yes. so are you do you just, listen to Ed Milet are you familiar with Ed Milet I am. I don't. I've listened to him when he's been guests on other podcasts. So I, I need to, I need to, because I see people share him all the time and I just know that I would yeah. love him. I, I go back and forth with him, but one of the things that he says all the time is that confidence, it, building confidence is keeping promises you make to yourself. It's that, Rachel Hollis says it and she's kind of my like personal development girl. Um, that like Rachel Hollis, she like spurred me into it a little bit more. Um, but yeah, it's just, you don't think about it like when you go into it, but then all of a sudden you wouldn't accept less for yourself. You would, it, it's such like a silly comparison almost, but like, if I think back to, cause I was dating people, but like my friends who were like dating around, um, they would, and we, it, like, we've all done it, but like, I'm not going to text him back or I'm not going to like go over there when he texts me at 2am or whatever. And you say that and then you like give in and do it anyway. Like when you make a habit of keeping a promise to yourself, even in, in the gym or something, or I'm not going to let him treat me like that. You like, it carries over into other parts of your life. So I know some people think like fitness people are crazy. And I kind of thought so too, when I heard stuff like this, but I really believe it. No, it makes so much sense. Like that, that's like a, a light bulb. Like that actually makes a lot of sense that I never even thought of it that way. Like I've thought of like, you know, it, it's resonated with me, like building confidence is, you know, keeping promises you make to yourself. But I know I've always thought of that, like when it comes to career and habits and exercise, things like that. And I've never thought of it in that way that you just brought it up, like saying, I'm not going to accept this type of behavior from somebody else, but then you do. And it's like a instant blow to your confidence. So that really makes a lot of sense. Um, yeah, it's just like a habit. Yeah. I feel like, okay, so here, here's the thing. And this is something that I've kind of, um, had an issue with myself where I feel like I, you know, I'm, I'm, I'll be good about like exercising things like that when I'm, when I'm single and then I get into a relationship and I find it harder, especially in the beginning. It's like, you want to go out to eat all the time and whatever. How do you have, like, what have you found to be um, like positive impacts from you 
sticking with a healthy lifestyle now, you know, because like you said, it wasn't something that you were super, super into before you got into your relationship. And it's something that you're into now. And it's important to continue to, you know, take care of yourself while you're in that relationship. So like, what kind of impact does that have on your marriage? Um, well, I agree. Like when we first, cause like I said, we didn't prioritize, you know, he worked out pretty consistently, but like diet wise, he wasn't so focused. I was neither of those things. I ate and drank and did whatever I wanted. So yeah, all the dates and all that about a year and a half in, I was like, Oh girl, it's time to put it to work. Um, but nowadays doing it consistently. Um, when I first like really got into it, we were on like workout plans together and that was like, like, it was amazing. Like to get to do it together. Matt and I are both competitive. So I know that's not relevant to like everybody, but we, you know, we track our like our macros, like dieting. Right. And we would like, at the end of the day, be like, I hit mine perfect. And I hit my like vitamins and he would be like, Oh, I didn't. Well, so we would like compete a little bit. So that was like a fun way to do it in the beginning. Um, nowadays, I just think that like, it's, it's applicable in the beginning. Um, like before you start dating somebody and in the beginning of a relationship, but like even more so now, like prioritizing things that are just for you. So Matt and I don't go to the gym together anymore just because of our schedules. Right. Um, but like, I do this thing for me every single day. It is this thing that I can do to, sure, it's right. Like I'm lifting weights. So sure, it's like physical, but it is so much more mental. Um, I'm a happier person for it. That can only benefit him and, and vice versa. And so I just think like, it can be like hobbies for people too. But like, as long as you have something that like you're pouring into that is just for you, like, um, in the beginning when I wasn't very consistent, I would only work out if he went. Mm-hmm. So like my whole um, giving a crap about my health was dependent on him going to the gym. Well, that's not a thing for me. You know what I'm saying? So um, just like this is something that I can do to pour into myself to make myself a better person. Um, and like we both want to be healthy moving forward. So it's just like a form of personal development and growth. And yeah. that's why I talk about fitness so much because it's not like so much about like being fit. It's about like, personal development, like self, I don't say health, right. self-help, but like growth. So yeah, it's like a snowball effect. Like you're saying that like you're taking care of yourself. You're doing this one thing for yourself that matters so much. And I think that people don't realize whether they're in a relationship or they have children and they have all these responsibilities, even if it's, you know, their relationship with their coworkers, even if you are happy and taking care of yourself, it's going to reflect in other aspects of your life. So it's yes, it like it radiates out to like the people around you. Like I'm a better person for it. He's a better person for it. And I, I like to, Matt doesn't always agree with me. And I know this is like not what everybody thinks, but like before you start dating somebody and in your relationship, you need to be like one whole hundred percent person yes. and you meet somebody and I'll be, you don't need to be each other's halves mm-hmm. because that means you're like dependent on this person for some portion of your happiness, some portion of your ability to live and be and do you know what I'm saying so that's something for me that is so it's just for me I'm a whole person on my own who does fitness or pursues personal development or what have you I I love that like of course I think that people um and I think this in about many different aspects of life people hear things and, and it sounds poetic and then they cling on to it so like my other half and it sounds so nice but it's like Yes, it's, it, of course, the other half in your relationship, but they're not the other right. half of you as a person. So it really does make sense that it's like you need to feel complete on your own in order to be successful in a relationship. A lot of people, they, they think that they're in love or because they, people confuse love with like a feeling of 
anxiety of losing that person when it shouldn't mm-hmm. be like that, you know? So right. like, if you fear losing that person and, and that's what makes, what makes you think that you're like, you're in love, that's not really it. It's just somebody who adds value to your life. Somebody who adds onto that whole person that you already are. Right. Like not like just a, an attachment, like you're, yes. you're in love because you're afraid of losing the attachment. Like the thing that has always been there. Like, I can't even say that that didn't apply a little bit to that relationship mm-hmm. when I was younger, because I was so used to being with him. Like we basically grew up together. So mm-hmm. to just all of a sudden, I'm not saying it's easy, but like all of a sudden to just be cutting this person off. That was basically like your other half, like you were attached to for so long, especially when you're younger. Right. It's that's, that's not love. That's like just comfort, like just your right. comfort zone. Yeah, definitely. Um, so would you say like, I, I, I'm thinking of it this way, like bringing it back to kind of what we were talking about in the beginning and a lot of girls saying like, oh, there's no good guys out there and they have a laundry list of things that they want. I, I feel like sometimes girls get confused with it being like settling. Like I don't want to settle for somebody who you think is less, but it's more of for lack of a better term, and I feel like people use this, overuse this term, but it's almost like if you want somebody who meets so many of the things that you want, it's, it's like, okay, so you have to kind of like level up for lack of a better term. Then if that's the type of person you want to be with, those are the type of friends or colleagues or things like that, that you want to attract into your life, then you need to be better yourself. Yeah. Um, I think like, um, yeah, you don't have to be this whole like perfect person already, right? Have achieved these goals and already have your fitness routine down and also read all the books and set all the goals and do all the things. But you have to have it in your plans. Like if that's something that matters to you. So if you, if it matters to you that your future significant other is really goal oriented and prioritizes their health and also saves money and is responsible, why would they want you if you blow your money every weekend, you haven't worked out in ages and you don't have any like idea of your goals. You're not putting into practice any of these things that you say that you want, you know? Yeah. Like you were saying, you don't have to be perfect, but if you're like, you know, I'm actually, you know, I'm working on paying down my debt. Like I I have, I have this plan in order and I have fitness goals and I'm, you know, right now I'm working out three times a week and and I, I would like to start working out four times a week. Like just having some sense of where you're, you're striving to, be the person that you like would you want to date yourself basically right yeah would exactly would somebody this amazing person that you dreamt of dreamt up want someone like you if you right now or you in the next you know couple years is that in your path because if you just say you want all these things for yourself and for this person you're just dreaming like you're not you're not practicing it we're allowed to dream that's cool but if you're like I really want to you know, be really in shape and then you don't set out any sort of plan to do it. You're just dreaming sister. Like you're, you're not doing anything to get there. You don't have to be perfect at it, but you have to be putting in some effort. If you want somebody to come join you as two whole humans on your own and like, you know, pursue growth together. If that's a value that you value, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And a lot of, a lot of what we're saying, it's like, not everybody, if you have no interest in exercising and like being fit like that's your prep like that's fine so, so right. these examples for anybody who's listening if they're like don't fucking tell me what to do <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah, it, it has to just be like everybody's goals are going to be different you know if and, and again like we spoke about preference a little bit 
I've also seen girls who are very like progressive and modern women who don't want an old school traditional marriage. And then there's people who want that. So you need to find also the person who wants what you want. Somebody's not terrible. A guy is not a jerk because he wants to be the breadwinner and he wants a wife who stays home and takes care of kids. That means he just needs to find that person and you might not be that person. Yeah, absolutely. It's like part of what we were saying about like pouring into yourself and becoming this person, you better know what it is you actually want. So like things that you're willing to like, I don't want to say settle on, but there is, there's compromise. That's what relationships are. That's fine. But these things that are like hard, non-negotiables for you, they, you'll know them when you know yourself better. So like, if it's really, really important that your, your future husband is like, a Christian or a Democrat or like some of these like non-negotiable or even just as simple as like, they don't want to, uh, they want to live near their hometown forever. Like that doesn't mean they're a bad person. It's just not, it's just not for you. And the better, you know yourself, the better you'll be able to like spot these like personal red flags early on. That way you're not getting yourself into these like relationships where you start off by settling. Like you start off the bat by like, well, but he's so good or, but my friends like him or whatever. Yeah, but then three years down the road, when your lives don't match up anymore, you shouldn't be shocked because it was pretty clear from the beginning. Yeah. I also think that we need to, like women especially, you come up with that laundry list, you need to check yourself on how many non-negotiables you have. 20 is not going to work. What's really, like come up with five. Like what are the five, you know? And like, you know, we all, the craziest things that people have on their list. Like, oh, he can't wear black sneakers. Like really, is that going to make or break your relationship? You know, like you said, whether whether it comes to religion or political, morals, when it comes to where you want to live, things that are going to be life altering, you know, check yourself and come up. I would say with like five, no more than like 10 non-negotiables in a relationship. Um, Compromising is not settling. It's just Absolutely. thinking about what's really, really important to your life. Do you think, and this is, I don't want to say off topic because it's relevant, but uh-huh. do you think, I think it's um, not con- controversial, but not everybody agrees. Do you think if you had written down like a list of things that like were really important to you or even, um, I don't want to say non-negotiables, but like qualities in the person you'd be with, do you think Joe like meets those things like for the most part? Yeah. I mean, not to like put you on the spot, but no, 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 a hundred percent. Like I, it's, it's so funny because I think that what people also don't realize is what I never like wrote a list. Like I always said to myself, like, oh, I should really make a list of the things I want in, in a partner. And I never did. Um, I think that on the surface, when you first meet somebody, those are not the, those are not the qualities on the list for, you know, for the most part. Um, for example, right. Joe and I met, So like within like, I don't know, three hours of us knowing each other, we both knew that we both don't think, not that we're a hundred percent. No, we don't think we want children. That is not something that you can just let go and be like, it's fine. Like maybe they'll change their minds. We both don't think we want children, but we're, we're, we're also not like, oh my God, never, no way. We just both really don't think that it's something that we want. That is so important. And people don't realize how huge that is in a relationship yeah. if that's something you really want you cannot be with somebody you know who who you know like you want it and the other person doesn't like that's that's not okay so right those big things they're not coming around for like they're not going to come around to like not having kids or 
like moving across the country. Like if that's not their thing, that's not their thing. Right. Exactly. So I think that maybe if I made a list like 10 years ago, like everything on it would be so dumb and and I would be like, why can't I meet any nice guys? You know, cause I would want like stupid things. Like I, you know, when I was like 22, I would have wanted a guy who like wore like a leather jacket and had a tattoo on his neck or something, you know, like those things are, I wouldn't say those are like the non-negotiables you should put on your list. But yeah, I would say that, you know, I truly do feel like I, I, I found my perfect match. So yeah. What about, do you feel like your list would have, would have matched up too? Yeah. I, I asked just because as I was like thinking about the topic and stuff before we got on, I was just thinking that like, kind of like what we've been saying, but like when you know yourself really well, or you, or you begin to, you do the work to, you end up knowing what you want Yeah, a lot more, like more specifically. Mm-hmm. And I like, this is just, I think just been overarching for my whole life, but not like, I never wrote down a list, but like a mental idea of who yeah. I wanted somebody who was like really family oriented, mm-hmm. um, somebody who was like really easygoing and lighthearted and could get along with anybody. Mm-hmm. Um, things like that, those like really responsible, funny, those were like off the top of my head, like my probably top three or four. And that is exactly those things. Right. So of course there's probably things on the list that like we were talking about this last night that I was like, well, you know, I probably would have put on the list somebody who's like a slightly more sensitive and more like, excitable Matt doesn't show his emotions very much so that's something like sure I compromised on a little bit Um, but like the big ones he is that way and I think it's because one I wasn't really looking for him like in your case you weren't like on the hunt for a relationship and because I was so sure of all the things I didn't want when it presented itself I was like wow okay this is like really what I think I've always wanted and when you can not to make it like a bummer and not romantic but like when you can kind of take like the luck the infatuation, the butterflies, the honeymoon stage out, like, do they match up with the things that you want? Because like, if they don't, and you still feel all this like, crazy love and stuff for them, like, is it just because it's new or exciting? Or are you like settling on all these things that you said you wanted? Because if they don't look anything like your list, sure, it can work out. I'm sure there's people that are married that like, there, this is not someone who I'd ever thought I'd be with. But like, I don't think that's the rule. Like, I think that's the exception. I'm so happy that you brought up lust because I think so many people think that lust and feelings are the same thing and they're not. Yeah, definitely. I just think like, I don't, it can work out with the guy you hooked up with at brunch or something. Like it can happen. (laughs) The guy that you sleep with right away because he wasn't going to, if it didn't work out then, he wasn't going to be the guy for you ever, right? If he was a good guy who wanted to date and you guys worked out, you worked out. But like, I wouldn't, in pursuit of a long relationship as a rule, I wouldn't say like, yeah, get a girl right off the bat because you can say all day that lust isn't going to confuse you. That's, you're lying. That's wrong. We're we're humans. Like you, you can't help it. Yeah. And especially, um, there was, okay. I don't know if you've ever heard of this book. There was a book that my mother had, you know, my, I had a single mom and, you know, she's been with my stepdad for like 20 years now, but she had this book in the house. And then I read it when I was like a senior in high school and it was called why men love bitches. Have you ever heard of this? It sounds like vaguely familiar. I read this book when I was like at the senior in high school. My mom had it. I read it. It was like the first, like, I, I feel like I was always, I was destined to do this. Like I was always into like dating books and found all this stuff very interesting. And a lot of it was kind of old school technology has changed. The, the, the book was very much like leaving voicemails and things like that. Right. So obviously things have changed a bit, but 
one of the most important takeaways, and I refer to this all the time, is that before you're intimate with somebody, especially when it comes to men and women, right? Men before they meet, they, before they sleep with you are not thinking rationally because they're thinking that that's what they want. They just keep thinking that's what they want, that's what they want, that's what they want. Girls aren't thinking rationally. They're like, no, I don't think I should do this. I think I should wait, blah, blah. Once you do it, it is the complete opposite, right? Girls are like, they think, oh my God, that was so passionate. We're in love with each other. And guys are like, okay, maybe that was soon. And okay, I got it. I'm over it, right? So it is really and, and it's so important to realize that lust doesn't mean that you have feelings for somebody. They are right. a lot of the time separate. Not that you're not going to feel like, you know, when you're excited about somebody that you have feelings for and that you love, whatever, not that you're not going to be excited about like, you know, getting it on with them, but it's not, it's not the driving force of a healthy relationship. Right. Yeah. Like, Sure, like, sure, totally, lusty, butterflies, all these things over Matt, um, and in our case, we had been friends yeah. in high school, so it was kind of had this, like, oh, my God, we've known each other forever sort of thing, yeah. but he, like, already checked all of those boxes for me, and, yeah, we weren't, like, officially dating and things right away, but, like, he still was, like, this very, like, genuinely good person, so I wasn't, like, I didn't have that, like, blurred sense of who he was, and I didn't have ego attached to it, like you were saying earlier, like, when you're so, like, lusty after somebody, and you, you can logically know that they're not the one, like, you don't like them, but you can get, like, really wrapped up in, like, them wanting you, them wanting you and nobody else, like, Mm -hmm. all of these things, so do with that what you will. So true. Okay, so on a final note, I want to know from you, besides like body and physical stuff, um, what are some things that people can either like start doing right now if they feel like they're in a rut or if they want to add anything into their life that's going to be encompassing like self-care or healthy habits, whether it's something that you do daily or weekly or anything like that? Like, are there any like few tips or things that you um, have incorporated into your life that you would suggest to any other person should do yeah um I mean obviously yeah I I lift weights and I'm like a big fan of fitness but like it doesn't have to be like that to all of the above is just like instituting healthy habits and like I got into personal development like the books and truly just trying to be a more better a, a better person in um like my relationships and my health and things like that too. Those came as a catalyst, like fitness was a catalyst for those things. I started pursuing growth in other areas, but like you just need to kind of, I think personal development sounds overwhelming and kind of like you need to fix yourself to people who don't know about it. I probably would have thought that too. Right. Like you don't Um, need to go to a Tony Robbins convention and pay thousands of dollars and like fix your life. Right. Just, I think the simplest Thing would be to like read a book that you're interested in like maybe a personal development book maybe get a recommendation from somebody just because if you're in a rut it's I think that's one of the simplest and quickest ways to kind of like shake up how you've been thinking mm-hmm. and kind of like rewire your brain into thinking about like what could be for yourself in your life whether that's like career related um like big dreams and goals like podcasts and blogging and things like that mm-hmm. um relationships health you know all of it so personal development both kind of can just like plant the seed on the habits that you may want to start instituting. So like, I think a lot of us, a lot of people, I know it was for me. And like I said, it was how I was in college is you're kind of like existing. You're not thriving because you're letting life happen to you. And that is 
it's fine. It happens to all of us. Mm -hmm. Life's not linear. It's going to happen again. But like, if you, you're not being intentional with things that you want to do and be for your life. So this, to me, the simplest way to be intentional and really get the most out of your life and kind of get unstuck is to start adding in like small habits slowly. Like it's a simple, I tell everybody all the time, it's as simple as adding in like, um, like drink your water. Like it's not that hard to just drink your, you know, like the recommendations, like half your body weight and ounces of water. Right. So it's like, it's, it's new and you, you need to, of course, um, attach some like purpose to it. If that means nothing to you, you're not going to do it. But like, if it's, I want to start getting in, getting in shape. If it's just taking a walk each day, that's it. Just some movement, some um, thing that you're showing up for yourself, that you're keeping a promise for yourself, you're going to start building confidence and it's going to just spread out through your life, whether it's, you know, drinking water, going on walks, reading books. Yeah. I, I do. I think personal development books kind of can help you plant the seed and do that, of course. But if you have been somebody who's like, I really want to start reading. And then you literally never start reading. Now's the time I'm going to pick out a book. I'm going to just start it. And so just, if you can add in like, say that again, like a lot of personal development books, like they're very short, like you can do it. Like if you even want to read like two pages a day, like you can do it. Yeah, absolutely. And like, they're not all created equally. And I am not a pro at it. I've only read a handful. But like, it's why I got into Rachel Hollis, because she's really relatable and and fun to read, but also can really um, relate to you and speak to you and kind of get your um, wheels turning on what you can do to be a better person. And yes, fitness was kind of the thing for me that started it all. And I think it is for a lot of people. But it can be something like I really want to be more intentional in my relationship. So like, in my case, like I'm, I'm a social media manager during the day and I blog and I'm also just a phone person, like a social media person by choice. I just like it. So it takes a lot of like intentional effort to like put my phone down and be present with math or, you know, family dinners or something like that. So it's as simple as just like setting these little goals, these little habits that you want to work towards to get out of a rut. Like, something little like that once you've proven you can do it you'll start looking for like newer bigger better ways to improve yourself and I think that's like the best way to get out of a rut and also just kind of be more intentional with you and then you know if we're talking dating in relationships either finding new ones or maintaining like a healthy hopefully healthy one that you're in already right I I think it's really important like you're saying to, and I have this issue myself and I'm always working on this with myself where I want to do so many things at once that it feels very overwhelming. So I do none of those things (laughs) when instead, like you said, whether it it could be something as small as I'm going to drink this much water every day. And it's like, once you do that and you make that promise to yourself, it feels a lot easier to add something else in. So I think, you know, it's really important to, you know, you know, not compare yourself to other people and say, oh, you know, Morgan works out six days a week. So, okay, I'm going to work out six days a week when you can't work out one day a week right now. So, right. Exactly. Yeah. You got to like kind of tiptoe in like that. What's that um, quote? How do you eat an elephant one bite at a time? Like, of course it's overwhelming (laughs) to see like this fitbo on your Instagram. That's like crushing in and has a six pack. And you're like, I don't even, I don't even walk. I don't even go to the gym. I don't do anything. And now you, we want that thing, Mm -hmm. but the quickest way to not do it is to overwhelm yourself with it. So like I have actually have written a blog post on this as like um, the, like, I think it's like five small ways to become a healthier person. And it's not going to the gym all the time. It's just taking some walks, um, doing daily gratitude, drinking water. And like, if you start drinking water every day and you hit this number, let's say, and you do it for a month, 
Now you've built this habit. It doesn't require all of your effort and thought. So now you can add on something slowly. It becomes like brushing your teeth. Like I don't even think about going to the gym anymore. I just do it. Right. Just like you don't just, you're not like, oh man, should I brush my teeth today? Like right. you just do it. So the water becomes hab- uh, habitual. And then whatever your next thing is that you're working towards reading, even if it's just like, I think getting unstuck and even just pouring into yourself in fun ways, like you said you wanted to read or you wanted to start a puzzle, like start puzzling or you want to do adult coloring books, like just do something for you. That's not existing. And in the world that we live in now, we kind of exist. Oh, I'll just play on my phone. I'll just watch Netflix. I'll just like watch TikTok. Like I am, I'm not, I'm not above it. Like me too. Sometimes I just need to numb my brain. But like, if, if you're feeling stuck, the fastest way to do that is to change up a little bit of your daily routine. Yeah. So I love that, that would be my best advice. Okay. Well, I loved having you on so much before we get going. Um, if you want to just tell my audience where they can find you, make sure that you follow her. Thanks. Yeah. Um, I'm on Instagram at the relatable red and then my blog is the relatable red.com. Um, so those are the two best places to find me. I am on Twitter, but, um, same, same handle, but I'm not on there as active. Um, but yeah, hopefully there'll be a a podcast coming. Who knows when eventually. All right. Thank you so much.